With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Leverage Masters, airing weekly on Tuesdays at 12 Eastern and on demand on iTunes and Blog Talk Radio. Leverage Masters hosts Jack Humphrey and Gina Gaudio-Graves discuss leverage strategy with guest leveragists. Be sure to subscribe to Leverage Masters in your favorite podcatcher for great tips and case studies on using leverage to achieve your biggest goals much faster. Well, welcome everyone to another episode of Leverage Masters. I am your co-host, Gina Gaudio-Grace, and along with my co-host and all-around partner, Jack Humphrey, we are the co-founders of TheLeveragists.com and Divizio.com. Jack should be along in just another minute or so. In the meantime, I will get us started with our guest, Terry Christine. Hello, Terry. How are you today? Uh-oh. What? said I had you unmuted. Let me see if maybe I didn't have you unmuted. Hang on. Let's try this again. Terry, Christine, are you there? Hey, Gina, I'm here. <laughs> awesome. And now I think I got Jack with us as well. So, Jack, I will let you do the honors and tell everybody a little bit more about our great guest today. Hi, Terry. Uh, we have Terry Christine here. Her professional success is not only being a medium, intuitive coach, and healer, she surpasses the skill set of stereotypical mediums that are limited to speaking to the dead and the subconscious. Terry takes the skill set and those resources to uncover actionable resolutions that dispel your limiting. I'm sorry, something just went right in front of my screen. <laughs> Dispel your limiting beliefs and overcome the blocks that prevent you from moving forward physically, emotionally, and professionally. Terry, welcome to Leverage Masters. Hi, Jack. I'm so glad to be here, and Gina, too. Thank you. Uh, so that's a little bit about you, and we're going to learn a lot more about you, but tell me what's what's really exciting to you right now. What are you the most excited about in your business or personal or whatever you want to share? Well, um, I'm probably a little bit different than the average person. I look at everything around me as answers. I mean, everything, the birds tweaking and my cell phone going off and people walking down the hall. Um, there is no coincidence in my world, and I look at everything as the answer and opportunities. So I guess when you say what's exciting in my world is endless opportunities. Every day is a new opportunity for me. <laughs> that is awesome. And isn't that really true? I mean, I love that. I love that a lot because I try. I don't succeed every single day, but I try really hard to remember what you just said uh, in my own life. And I try really hard to remind others when I'm up on that level to uh, remember it as well. 
because really this whole life thing, it's kind of crazy how we get, we come into this world and we're told all of these things. We start with all the rules. Here's how it goes on this little earth ship here. And you have to live within these confines and within these boxes, boundaries and rules and everything else. And we get right down to the business of all the things that don't matter. Like one of the things I feel like matters, I used to have on my LinkedIn profile one in four, one in one point four trillion. I think it's a number that scientists calculated or mathematicians or someone calculated. The odds of even being here, of even being born, are that great. I mean, who knows? I mean, but you know, they came up with a giant, giant number, and I totally get that, right? I mean, it's just a miracle we're even here. So I love talking to somebody like you who who. I know totally gets that. Yeah. Well, you know, it, it's a lifestyle for me, and I create the lifestyle of living in gratitude. I'm grateful for everything. I'm grateful for breathing and the walls around me. And when I open my eyes, that's the very beginning of what I'm setting my intent to create for the day. And as soon as I put my feet on the floor from the bed, then I'm walking and living in the gratitude thereof. But it's a lifestyle. And I heard you say, you know, you're trying your best too, but then you're still trying to create the process of. Just flip the switch and make it a lifestyle. <laughs> yeah, really. I mean, I, I, I feel like it's more on the lifestyle side than it definitely ever was in my early years and my middle years. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I keep, I keep just, I keep trying to run into people like you. That's my thing. And uh, I had a really neat experience yesterday where I had talked to my sister and I hadn't talked to her in a while. And I kept trying to figure out why she was calling because it had been a while. And I just, in the back of my mind, I was thinking, why are you calling? Why are we talking? Like there had to be a why, like a, an order of business or something too. And she was just calling out of the blue. And it might sound weird, but I hadn't had a call like that in quite a while from family members just to talk. Because we're so wrapped up in social media and everything else, that we, we all talk a lot less on the phone. We, we you know, use our thumbs and everything else. And, and uh, I found myself talking to her about certain things that uh, I obviously needed to get out to someone. And uh, she was just there, and she just fell into place in my life at a time exactly when I really needed to get some things off my chest to someone who would understand, a family member I've known all my life, you know, and we could cut through all the BS and everything because we knew each other. We didn't have to clarify anything. And, man, having other people around at any point and then really appreciating that and being able to use that to uh, fix your life up a little bit is really cool. And then you do that mm-hmm. for a living, right? That's right. You know, let me help you hone in on your own gifts and talents is that when you're in a space in your life, when you're needing or wanting someone or just needing some answers. So what's in your mind is the energy that you can bring and set forth the flow of where you're wanting to go or be or attract in this case, like your sister. So you just stated that you were needing someone close to get some things off of your chest. So when you're in your mind, It's been scientifically proven that you can change the energy of the room, of another person, of people across the continent, because we are all just energy, our thoughts are energy processes. And so here you are 
laser focused, really getting in, going, I really need to get this. So who can I talk to? What? And, you know, you could have been in your head or even just the feeling, not even the thoughts, but the feeling of, oh, my gosh, how can I get this out of my body so I can move forward? It'll make me feel better. And then lo and behold, she calls. Yeah. Yeah, but I didn't, I didn't even know that I needed somebody to talk to. I, I was like, okay, I'm doing a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, I love my sister, but is this the best time? I was right in the middle of writing some copy. I was just finishing up a project. And so I was certainly not in the mode of – I was overall in general in the mode of searching, but I didn't know it was going to be my sister. I didn't know she was going to call at that time, and I had no idea how I was going to feel afterwards being this massive relief, like, wow, I need to do that more often. And I think people who work <laughs> at home especially need to do that more often because we tend to not – uh, get out as much as everybody. We don't allow ourselves the luck of running into people as much as people who work outside the home or outside of a, you know, an office where you're just an individual uh, entrepreneur, which we have most of our listeners are those kinds of people. So a little reminder to everybody, and maybe you can help everybody out with that, like how do you create your own luck uh, more often that, that you're open to these kinds of things and you sort of manifest these things a lot more often. I'm kind of asking for myself, asking for a friend. (laughs) So pretty much as I was trying to explain that, you know, you were thinking that if you were having a lot of business stuff that sounded like you were just overwhelmed with some work. And I am an entrepreneur, and I spend a lot of time at my house too, and it's days that before I even get out of the house. And I think to myself, man, if I had an assistant or if I had this, and then all of a sudden I get a phone call <laughs> or someone who <laughs> says, hey, let me come over. Do you need some help? You know, And this is exactly how it works when you are focused or thinking of something and you let it go, and then everything around you is – when they're open-minded, they can connect to the same thoughts, the same feelings, but they don't know it's them. They just, um, or they don't know it's not, it's outside of them. They just think it's them, right? You know what I'm saying? Their thoughts are, oh gosh, I wish I could have some help here. And then they get a call because it's just the energy. Look at it as like your thought is a puff of smoke. It comes out of your body and goes into this form that's called the collective consciousness. And if let's say you have three coworkers and you're driving to work and you're thinking, man, I'm so thirsty. By the time I get there, I'll get myself a cup of coffee. I'll wake up a little bit, but I really would love to have a cup of coffee. And then you walk in the door and one of the coworkers says, oh, my gosh, I was just in the kitchen. I happen to have an extra bottle of water. It may not be coffee or an extra bottle of water. Hey, you want it? And they quenched your caravis. When I'm ready, you let the thought go. And then it becomes part of the collective consciousness. And if someone else's mind is open, where they don't have a lot of thoughts in their mind, they can pick up your energy thought and then respond to it, just like the coworker gifting you a bottle of water when you walked in the door. So if it hasn't happened to you, I know many people, including myself, that it has happened when I've had those strong thoughts, and then I let it go. Here's the key, Jack and Gina, that if you have a thought and then it becomes obsessive, like I need more money or I want a certain partner or I want a better job, and you're constantly rotating that thought in your mind, you're not going to get it because then it becomes lack. 
And you never attract to that because now you're only focusing on what you don't have. But when you're thinking like you did, you were open enough to say, oh, man, if I could just get through this, and then in pops your family member to help you get through it because you weren't so laser focused on it. You, to a point you were thinking, but then you let it go and she responded to your thought. It did not become lax. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. It's uh, Abraham always talks about it like tuning to a certain station on the radio. And I know that this is mm-hmm. losing its power of uh, allegory quickly as millennials forget what it's like to tune a radio. But uh, <laughs> I remember, I'm, you know, and it really, when it happens, and it happens often, I think it happens to everybody all the time. But most people don't recognize it as such, and they don't categorize mm-hmm. it as such. And so they, it's happening to everybody, I believe, and they, it, it's whether or not you're you you know what's going on or not, or you have a hunch what's mm-hmm. going on. But yeah, I I totally get that. I and the thing, the clarification that you made, I think, is really really important. You can't just tune a radio station. You can't go in your car and do the little tuner if you are resistant or holding those negative thoughts or that negative vibration at the same time. You can tune it all you want. You're still not going to get the station as clear as you would like to have it, right? And that's right. So again, if you're so um, focused on the fact that you don't have it and you want it and you don't have it, then you're not present because then you're only thinking about what you don't have. So you made a key point about being present and mindful. So everyone can get the answers to everything that they seek if they just realize that the answers are right in front of them. And so a, a ding of your phone while you're talking about man, it's, it's time for me to do something, take action. So let's say you're saying that to yourself. Okay, everyone listening, you're thinking, it's time for me to take action. I need to really do something about it. And all of a sudden, your phone goes, ding! Because <laughs> you, you get an incoming text or an incoming call. Well, come on, there are no coincidences. Your thought right there and the universe, the support of everything around you is saying, yes, bingo, Ding, ding, ding. You do need to take action. So if you really focus and be present in all the people walking around you, the distance of them, the children laughing or the cars going by and the people having conversations, you will actually be able to pick up in lots of answers that you're asking. I was actually, I made a decision a month ago, and I love this story because it's I live, I walk the talk you know, and and the whole work. So I was walking down the sidewalk and I had my head down and I was in deep concentration on a decision that I made the night before. It was a big decision and had a lot of dollar signs around it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, did I really do that? And I'm walking with my head down and I walked past the biggest feather I had ever seen in my life. Well, if you're into, you know, some of the work that I do, you know, the signs, symbols of feathers and, and um, uh, coins and things like that are signs that say, yes, we are here for you. We are helping you. And it was a huge feather in the middle of a, a, a city, almost like New York. I live in Maryland, but in a very robust city. And I had to stop and take a picture of it because I was thinking actively 
about the decision that I made. And I was saying, you know, I'm living in the space. I know I made the right decision. It's a little scary, but I made the right decision. And then I saw that feather. So things like that are really signs to say, yep, you're right on. Yeah. I, it's crazy sometimes, isn't it? It's, I mean, even if you, if you've been thinking like this for years and you've known these things to be true, like coincidences aren't so reliably repeatable. Like there's science to, to whether or not you're just crazy or they're coincidences or whatever. The coincidences aren't as readily repeatable as these things tend to happen. So there, there just cannot be <laughs> a coincidence that fails the definition. Uh, and I just, I just love that. I, I, it, it's really weird when I'm going as uh, vibrating as high as I can imagine so far. Mm-hmm. I'd like to know that I could do it even more in the future. But right now, today's a great day, and I almost think I'm thinking up this entire world myself, like in everything <laughs> in it. And weird little things are happening almost in a godlike fashion or goddess-type mm. fashion that are just happening, and I'm not efforting. It's never effort, is it? I mean, Mm -hmm. you never feel physically exhausted when these things happen. You're not climbing a mountain or push a rock up the mountain or anything when these things happen. Can you describe your feelings when they just, Mm -hmm. the excitement and adrenaline is what wears you out because you're just like, wow, (laughs) look at this. That's my life every day. You know, when you're on the right path, easy there's so much ease and grace in your world in your life now we're here you know our purpose truly is to expand and grow and everything else is a choice so I have lots of people that come to me quite often and want to know what's my purpose and I just blink blink to expand and grow and the reality is is that you know we all really would love to have lots of abundance fun and adventure go to Tahiti and Belize and and it's really we, we all can do it But we also know that if we always had chocolate cake every single day, chocolate cake wouldn't taste that great in about a month from then, right? I've tried that, actually. I can prove that that's true. Yeah. And so when we have a duality, it helps us to appreciate the light, right? So that when there is a moment that doesn't feel so great, it's not about, oh, woe is me, I can't believe that's happening to me, gosh darn it, blah, 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 you know, and all the negative stuff that goes with that. We can stop and say, okay, what is there to me, for me to learn from this? Was it a moment that I have a limiting belief that I took in when dad wasn't paying attention to me or mom was telling me that I'm just a piece of poo-poo and all these things? Is it, you know, a moment to say that that doesn't own me, that I really truly am this really cool and magnificent being? And, you know, I, I live judgment-free. I am in gratitude. I trust that I am being supported. And there are pieces of the puzzle to get you in sort of the lifestyle that I live and to create unlimited opportunities. Something just recently happened. I would love to share the story because, you know, Jackie, you were just sharing yours of, you know, saying that, you know, the adrenaline and the rush and the excitement of, wow, this happened today, wow, this happened today. But that, yeah. that really does happen to me every day like this and I um I work with the Bethesda Salt Cave in Bethesda Maryland and I do some energy work and some aromatherapy techniques and things like that to help people um, with their physical pain and emotional because physical is an emotional block that just simply breaks down the body and so I do hands-on energy work and things like that 
and I just happened to be standing at the right place at the right time. And um, we have the Real Housewives of Potomac in the metropolitan area here in, in Washington, D.C. And so I was standing there and got the call. And the next thing I know, a week later, I'm on the series. <laughs> so, and I was the whole thing. It was just incredible how it all worked that they came in. And the next thing they're saying, they're putting a um, microphone on me and go into the salt cave. And this is the storyline. And it was so amazing. I've been doing this work for over 11 years now. So, you know, I asked them, do you want me to create the drama or do you want me to just pick up what it is that I'm connecting into of their subconscious? Because that's what I specialize is clearing limiting beliefs within the subconscious. But the storyline was they needed some help in order for someone to let go of some things and the other girls in the group couldn't couldn't connect to it. So they they were able to utilize my expertise and it made for an amazing show. And I have to tell you, reality TV really it, it is not as set up as what people think. The storyline was true. It was accurate. And nobody knew what was happening, including myself. When I stepped into the room, I just made magic happen. And so when you are creating unlimited opportunities for yourself, you have to trust that what it is that you want. Now, of course, you know, we'd all like to have a million dollars in the bank, and that's a whole lot of energy. So that could take a long time. But when you focus on the feeling of when you have that money in the bank, the feeling is like support, comfort, unlimited opportunities, fun and adventure, because you can do and go wherever you want and still be responsible, as we say. And so when you biohack your life, meaning focusing on the feelings of that, then everything that you truly desire, meaning the money and the partner and the perfect job, will come with it if you create the feelings first. What we've been prone to do is that we step into the action to create the feeling, and that's the backwards way of life. You really have to live in the feeling. And that's why I say create trust that everything is an opportunity and your answers are all right in front of you. Are you still with me how that works? <laughs> yeah. I'm, still, I'm sitting here wondering what that, if there's any way you could describe the feeling that you had around the time when the housewives call came. Like you weren't thinking I want to be on reality TV at the moment, were you? Mm-hmm. You were probably thinking – something else it just happened okay. and it was a surprise or yeah so here's how I look I learned this when I was in my early 20s I look at everyone as an opportunity like a rainbow is over them and the pot of gold is is there right but I don't yeah. look at it as taking from them I look at it as an ebb and flow a give and take how can I help them because when I help them they're helping me and so as I worked through the traditional corporate world. I was in sales for 20 something years that I would always want to get to know the person because I always said, your success is my success. I lived with that motto and I wanted to know more about them because I really want to truly feel like if they, you know, if their cat is ill because they care about that, that, that animal and that pet or they're just, they just had a baby or their father is old and things like that. So I can really feel that intense being. So I'm telling you that I didn't go off the beaten track because I wanted you to understand that 
my lifestyle is to be in service, and I just don't know what that service is when I meet someone. And so when I happen to be at that desk and I answer the phone, I answer the phone always with joy. I announce myself. I say, how can I make you smile? I do. How can I make you smile? I get everyone to laugh every time I say that. Because it's being in service. How can I, without just saying, how can I help you? Because I know I'm going to help them, but I want to take it further. How can I make you smile? How can I bring joy to your world? And so people will find when they send me an email, there's always, I am grateful in it. That's a life to me. I'm grateful that I got your email and I'm grateful that I'm responding. So when I'm answering the phone, how can I make you smile? How can I bring you more joy? So even though it's just helping whoever it is, and it just happened to be the producer, (laughs) that she just started asking me questions. So what do you do there? And then I live in the pride of what I do. I absolutely uh, unconditionally love and exceed my own expectations because I get so much joy and so much passion out of helping people in such a profound way that that in itself helps me to expand and grow. So I do know the ebb and flow of give and take. And so I do, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't, const- well, people do try to say, oh, you know, do this free, do this free. There are offers that I offer for free with my opt-ins on my website and things like that. But there is an equal balance because when you're, you know, you, you have to know that there's so much you can give or you're just going to deplete yourself where you can't even get out of bed. So you have to have an ebb and flow in that respect. But if you're living in the space of how can I help you, even when you're networking, if you're just listening to what people are needing, you're not having to fill every single one of the things that they're needing in their life, meaning, you know, their business, they need a a VA, which is a virtual assistant, or someone to help with their website or whatever, on and on and on. We could talk about business. But um, you could have just met someone in another networking event or, or on the phone and someone who just... If you're really present, because I make sure I'm always present, and then I just make an introduction, and then I let them take it away. So in a sense, I am in service just by simply making an introduction, and if it works for them, great. If it doesn't, well, then there'll be another introduction to someone else. But I meet people, I put them in the back of my pocket until there's an opportunity that I can introduce or whatever it is that I can help them with. But then I find that we get so caught up that we go into networking meetings or we go into um, events that we think that, oh, how can I meet someone or find out, you know, how can they help me? When if you just really flip it around with how can you help them, and it's not about doing the work for them. It's simply maybe an introduction or mm-hmm. um, getting out a cup of coffee. <laughs> yeah. Do you ever – do you ever allow yourself the luxury of just tripping out over an 11-year career of turning on lights or whatever you want to call it, being a life buoy in an ocean of, uh, <laughs> of people who are looking for help, looking for exactly what you, what you can do? Over that period of time, you're not just fulfilling your own desire to be of service. You're turning people loose with the words that you're saying right now and many more on to the world who needs more life voice. They need more, they need to run into more people like that. You're turning on lights and you're sending them out. Does that ever freak you out 
like, do you ever think about what kind of an impact you're truly, truly making when it goes all the way out that way? You know, I really do. I ask for feedback. I want to know how people really truly are stepping into what it is that they're investing in. When I say investing, they're investing their time and they're trusting. Yeah. So they're investing, they're trusting their abilities to go within and to, to be or work with me. And when I get the feedback, which I do on a regular basis, I become very emotional to think, wow, I really help them in such a profound way that the gratitude, the feeling of unconditional love just takes me over. And it happens every time I do. Um, I am a psychic medium. I spent five years on a psychic website. I do specialize on just clearing the limiting beliefs. I do it personally. I do it business-wise. I help people with their businesses. And, and then, but when I do the mediumship work and people, which is talking to the non-physical, people are coming to me speaking that just uh, some answers. I've had people hire me because their um, partners or spouses um, were murdered and they just want to speak to that person one last time because I didn't, you know, it's just like having a phone call and it, you hang up without finishing that phone call. They do have a few more things that they want to talk to that person about. So being able to be that lifeline sometimes to just have one more conversation or just get an answer so that they can let go of the angst or the anguish or the frustration of not being able to get something that they really truly needed before the person transitioned or even, you know, someone's so stuck that they can't get out of a relationship because they're afraid. They're afraid of the unknown. I have someone currently I'm working with or where's their next, um, Career, you know, it's, um, psychic work is just the strongest probability, meaning um, the decisions that you make and the, pa- the patterns that you have, you can pick up the energy of the strongest probability of where they're going and how they can seek and find the job they're looking for. So I just simply give them in my mind's eye when I see the movie in my head, I just tell them, hey, this is what I'm seeing. This is where you can meet this person or the job that you can find. And then I give them ideas of how they can broaden what it is that they're looking for. So many people, an example about looking for a particular job. Let's say you might just be a stenographer, and that's the only job you're looking for. But there are many different ways that you can be a stenographer, not just for court, but for other things. And so sometimes when you're so laser-focused, you seem to forget that. And so I kind of have them say, hey, look at the many different levels of what your job entails and how you can do other things. So when you're sending out your resume, don't just cut yourself short. You're creating limiting beliefs just by sending out a resume for one particular type of job broaden your horizons because you never know the job you're looking for and the jobs you're totally qualified for. You stepped into one that might be a lower level, and then two weeks later the person gets fired and you go right into that master level job. So I always tell them you, you have to trust beyond what your physical eyes are showing you in order to get where you want to be. It's about moving forward in a profound way that everything around you is supporting you and living in the lifestyle of trusting and feeling the trust within yourself, too, gets you to where you want to be. Yeah, I love that. The first part of that, I I. The convergence of things that happen every week 
before this show, and sometimes it'll happen during last week, uh, news events and things like that. Today's 9-11, and uh, it's just another fun little wild weird thing. Um, I, I saw on Twitter in passing, the you, you know you're not going to go on Twitter today without seeing a vision of the Twin Towers and things like that and people paying respects and, and sharing memories. And I didn't turn the video up because I didn't have time, but I was reading the words that were going across, and it was transcripts of the very short phone calls people were making from Flight 93 and other uh, situations where they knew that they're probably about to be saying their last words here on this earth, and they were calling their loved ones. And it, was, it just hit me. It was just like, God, it's like yesterday all over again. You, time does not, you know, you can go right back into that energy that you felt when that stuff was yeah. happening. And in this way, it was a different way. But when you were talking about people having things unsaid, like a, one woman just ha- sadly had to leave a message, of, uh, I'll leave a message she was saying to pick up okay, well, anyway, something's going on in the plane. I love you. You know, it was not nearly that calm. Um, actually, yeah. it was more serene, though, than you would expect. But still, things being unsaid and people wanting that, that was exactly what you were just describing. And I just run into stuff that, like that all the time. There's an energy around this show or an energy that I create in myself, I guess, of expectation and everything because we always have awesome guests like you. And news and events and things happen that support who I'm going to be talking with and maybe help with the conversation like that. So that was just really trippy. I don't know what I'm going to make of that, but what do you make of it? (laughs) Um, Where you were describing them needing their last, you know, one more conversation or a much? Yeah. I guess it's just that you are the kind of person that could help people in a situation where somebody just left you their last message and, you know, and then, and now here you are today. It's just that convergence thing that's really wild. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, my, my little story wrapped around being a medium, that was my ultimate goal in this energy work was to really be a medium. And I ended up going in different circles with intuitive development and, some other things, um, the psychic work that I do, but anybody can learn this. We all have the gifts and the talents to do this. We just have so many limiting beliefs and blocks in our subconscious by our environment, meaning our childhood, that we keep ourselves from being truly these infinite beings. And the story behind is that my sister and grandfather were extremely close after my grandmother passed. And my grandmother and grandfather were married 52 years. It's a long time. They were inseparable. Wow. A long time. Such love they had. And when my grandmother transitioned, my grandfather became very lonely. So then he, quote, unquote, adopted my sister, meaning he spent a lot of time with her because she had a two-year-old and she was a single mom. So one day he woke up and had this pain in his lower intestines and he told my sister he was going to go to the hospital, have a few tests. He was okay. And then he would call her later and he would come over because he had, he saw was spending the weekends with her and really helping her with the son. So the son would feel like he had a father figure. And what I remember, it was very similar to 9-11, meaning just you remember the exact moment of where you were in something dramatic. 
So my Mm. situation was that I answered the phone and all I remember as I was standing in front of the hotel as I was walking into with the door open, time stood still as my sister was screaming, he's dead, he's dead, he's dead. And it just blew me away thinking, what in the world? And she was so distraught. But during the next five years, as she celebrated or tried to celebrate his life, she focused on his death and she became more and more depressed. And on the fifth anniversary, it was to the point I felt that she was going to take her own life because she missed him so tremendously. And I knew I had to do something. So I chose to hire, I chose, excuse me, to hire a medium so she could have this connection, the answers that she wanted so deeply. And the woman didn't know me other than my first name. And she gave such profound answers about my grandfather that after that, my sister did not have one single feeling of depression wrapped around my grandfather's death. And at the end of that conversation, that woman said, I never saw myself doing this. If I can do this, anybody can do this. And it was like a lightning bolt to me. And I'm like, I'm doing that. Because the way I looked at it, that I felt that she saved my sister's life. And I wanted to save people's lives like that. And then my journey ended up being so different. But also, as I said, I am a medium that people do hire me for that, but the majority is to clear their limiting beliefs so they can live in more adventure, fun, happiness, joy, all the things that people say they want but they can't get. Well, I help them, but I help them in such a profound way that they get it. And the ultimate result is that when you're willing to step in and value what you truly want, then you can get these things. But then we find that you'll start, well, not you in general, but the world will start saying, oh, well, I might not have the time for that right now, or maybe I just don't have the money, or I can do it on my own. I'll read a book. (laughs) Then you don't value yourself enough to get yourself out of what you're feeling. So when you're ready, you'll know you'll do whatever it takes. So there won't be any excuse about not having time or money or whatever it is. You will do it. And so you'll either seek something out for that solution. And I I end up having to be that solution because I do what I do in such a profound way. And also, as I stated at the beginning of the show, that emotional blocks turn into physical blocks. So an example is you may be someone who's an introvert or someone who is very selective with their words or they're afraid to speak their truth because of what they think the end result will be. So you might be that person that holds all this energy in your throat. So what ends up happening is that that energy is sitting right there in front of your thyroid. And years down the road, you end up having thyroid problems. And that's exactly what happens when you're holding emotional energy in a certain part of your body. You could end up with stomach ailments because you're living in so much fear because that energy sits right in front of your stomach. It's a solar plexus. It's the portal of emotions. And it sits right there at your stomach. You could have a hip problem. Hips are support. And you feel like you're not getting support. Masculine side is your right side. Feminine is left. 
So it breaks down to where you feel like you're not getting supported and your hips start hurting. So that's what can happen to your physical body when you're holding emotional energy. Yeah. Wow. It's, is it connected to if somebody came to you and said, I feel stuck in my business, or somebody came to you and complained of uh, a physical malady, are those two kind of in the same area? I mean, when you're talking about clearing stuckness? Mm-hmm. So I'll give you an example of a client. She um, came to me, I, I'm going to say moments from closing her business. And when I dug deep into her energy, she had, um, as she was growing up, um, physical abuse from outside of her family. And this feeling in the subconscious of not feeling safe can roll over into your business. So what happened is that she didn't feel safe with whatever it was when we were bringing up within the subconscious. So within four months, she went from literally moments of closing her business to in four months, moving her business, hiring 10 people. And within a year, she got her first million dollar client. So when you're clearing the emotional drama, the physical trauma, the whatever the dad said you're not good enough or you're this or that, and then you own it. Because think about this. This is some, a simple process. Here we are living at the age of zero to 18 sometimes with two parents or maybe one parent, and we're living constantly seeing that parent with their patterns. May they eat with their left hands or they put their pants on first before they put their shirt on, but we constantly see the same pattern by someone else. And then when you see that pattern, you pick up that pattern because as a child, you don't have patterns. You just see what's around you because for the first time, Mm. you are living those experiences and deciding what you want and don't want. So as you're seeing that parent with that pattern, then you pick up and choose to keep those patterns and make those patterns. I have many clients that come to me and we say the apple didn't fall far from the tree because you technically owned everything your mom or dad did. And then we have kids. And like I said to myself, I'm never going to be like my mother. I'm going to be totally different. I have (laughs) some of her patterns, but I went actively and aggressively to make sure that some of the ones that I'm like, absolutely not. I am not that way, and my children can tell me I'm that way because I'm not. Yeah. So I made sure that, especially with the upbringing, my sister and I made sure we did the opposite so that we didn't have to create the pain that we felt that we took in based on a, a, a parent. Funny about that is that all of us growing up uh, feel like we are rebelling and feel like we are doing something proactively to, and all we were really doing was staying out too late or, you know, <laughs> and stuff like that. And, and then we are so surprised 20, 30 years later when we realize, or even sooner, I'm my mom, I'm my dad. How the hell did this happen? Because I just, I made it my point. And then you realize, no, I didn't really rebel against their patterns or any of that stuff in any impactful way. And I have here now, realize that I've become one or both of them. 
I just think that's kind of funny because they people think they're dealing with that stuff, um, and they're like, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. And they end up doing that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, there, and you can't help it because if you see the repetitive thing, you just automatically do it. It's funny, I, um, and I can tell you this story because it, it made a huge impact on me and it proved everything that I said, that um, it was about a year and a half ago I met this gentleman and I started dating. Well, I'm such a positive, high vibrational being, and I see goodness sometimes past the things that aren't so great. And so, you know, my pattern to help and, you know, help them where their weaknesses are. And not that that's an ego thing. I just, it's an in-service thing. And so he was very negative, very negative. And it bothered me so much that I became emotional almost weekly saying, can't you see the good? Why is it so negative? Within four months. I, my personality in my mind and what I started thinking was starting to look at the negative versus the positive within four months of being around that man. And I mm. became very emotional say, saying, no way, 10 years do, doing my work. How could I let this break down in four months? Boom. <laughs> so, but I'm, wow. yeah, exactly. Out. out. So, that's where you have to be present, you have to be mindful, and you have to really take action. So if I wasn't present and mindful, I may not have seen how I was going down into the negative. But when you wake up and you're starting to think, oh, it's gloom, now what's today? It's like, whoa, wait a minute, that's not me. Yeah, and yeah. that's exactly what can happen, and that's what you, we all we all have done when we're pulling in our parents' stuff, and then it's part of our subconscious. So you're doing things subconsciously. Your conscious world is running on a subconscious pattern, and you don't see it. Wow. So I've always considered myself a riffer. So. I'm a musician and all that kind of stuff, and and, uh, I'm a drummer specifically, and I riff off of what other people put down. If it's the guitar player, the bass player, the drums, all of us together, all of that, the singer. And I really can't sit and as easily create in a room by myself music with my drums and percussion and stuff. In fact, my entire life has been riffing off of what everybody else is doing in a collaborative effort. And I say that to say also (laughs) that I love doing this show and I love doing the interview part of it most because I couldn't do a show, I've tried before, to do something where I'm the principal thing. I'm talking, I'm doing a newsy kind of thing or whatever because I not only don't like it, but I think probably because I don't like it, I suck at it. And But when, when guests like you are on, I can riff off of what you're saying. And I wonder if... If all of these traits lead to my recognition in your story, what I just recognized is a lot in me about how absorptive I am. I'm like a freaking sponge when I go into a room or when I'm around people. Um, I have to fight not to talk like a Cajun when I go down to my wife's family in uh, Lafayette, Louisiana. After 20 minutes, I would almost, I have started talking with the, the dialect. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, ooh, it scares me a little, actually, to be serious about it, because I, 
because it's like, what the heck? Where is my identity when that kind of stuff happens? What happens mm-hmm. when people are so absorptive like that? Mm-hmm. So with you, when you just said that, um, if I may, I want you to think about some of your interaction with your dad, because I just got a dad hit on that one. So what uh-huh. you probably did is that you created a pattern with yourself to really take in what others are doing and then it just magically where you start doing what others or bouncing off of what others are, it it became more of a comfort zone versus a negative pattern. And when we're comfortable with things, look, sometimes we don't even see it. We just do it because we're comfortable, right? And so if your comfort level is to bounce off of what your environment is versus being the leader and, and doing it on your own. It's sometimes it's for, for you, it's a combination. So I'm picking up, uh, you got a dad block. So look back at your personality or interaction with you and your dad. And did you find that it was easier for you to bounce off of what he was doing so you could learn easier so that maybe (laughs) you weren't getting um, feelings that, he was making you feel like you weren't doing it good enough for him and you really wanted it to do, you wanted to do your best. Yeah. 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 And almost got into a pattern of, I can't win this. I won't ever satisfy him on these Mm -hmm. things, no matter how desperately I want to. And I think I started to sabotage from there where I actively went the other way. Because I just no. gave up. And that's, that's my MO in life, actually. Is uh, if I feel like I have to throw my hands up when it gets to a certain point with people in relationships that when you, you know, you feel, and, and that actually poured over into my business. It's like, you know what? I probably could fix this. And this probably could be the kind of client that this client, you know, uh, this relationship that needs to happen. I know I can help this person, but they have all this stuff going on. But, I just end up throwing my hands up and moving on and, or being Mm. maybe sometimes self-destructive. That's some old stuff. I don't do a lot of that now uh, Mm -hmm. being self-destructive, but for any of that, actually, life's really good. (laughs) I got to quit getting in my past and thinking it's the present. (laughs) But yeah, it it sometimes worries me because I feel like I'm uh, too open. When I walk into a room, uh, like when you talk about the energy walking into a room, man, I can feel that stuff in a second. And I know right away whether I really want to be there or I don't want to be there. And nice. or mad because I have to be there. <laughs> right. Right, right. Yeah. So yeah, just um so take this opportunity then to really think about your interaction with your dad. And when you do get the clear vision of the pattern that you've created then, and if you don't want to do that anymore, because I say as if, you know, if your soul is saying that I, this feels good, I'd rather do this, then don't fight it. Allow yourself to. But know that you don't have to do, um, because it sounds like when you're collaborating, it, it feels really great with you. And you yeah. can do that, what feels great. You don't have to say, oh, you know, I'm not a leader, I should do that. Because you, your soul is not calling for that. You've already expanded right. with being a leader. Now it's time for you to just collaborate and enjoy group efforts. Yeah. Does that makes sense? I like that. That feels good. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So if somebody's listening, 
somebody's listening now or to the recording and they are stuck in a couple of different areas and maybe it's not important to even elucidate which areas, but that just to, just to ask you, what are the, some of the things that you find yourself saying to people in a stuck situation when you've gotten past a certain point that, you know, you're ready to sit down and do the work and, and talk to them and, you know, what are the things that keep coming up? Like if somebody was sitting down today and it's like, I'm going to meditate after this show and I'm going to work on something, what are the kinds of things that you do to help people open up and become flowy and not so stuffy? I, I have none mm-hmm. of the words that you would use, but you know what I mean. <laughs> I like stucky. <laughs> so you, you did say the number one thing is meditate. You know, you get so many, oh, meditate for an hour and ohm in the corner and, you know, delete all of that. You know, I have a 15-minute guided meditation that I give people for free. 15 minutes. That's all. Clear your mind. Go deep. And I'm saying turn your phone off or leave it outside of the room. Gift yourself 15 minutes. Do not be interrupted. If you have children, tell the children this is dad or mom's quiet time sit still i expect you to be sitting exactly where you're sitting and 15 minutes here's the clock this is mommy and daddy's quiet time then sit in the chair and just simply disconnect from the outside and go within the answers are within and also i want everyone to understand we can't do these things alone Yes, you can see your limiting beliefs, just like Jack, just like you did. You saw, you know, what what you were doing as your pattern. And then instead of fighting it, then join it. So group effort is what you enjoy the most. It makes your heart sing. So don't fight it. But get to the point where if you're really stuck and you're really frustrated and you've watched enough YouTube videos and you've read enough books and you've taken enough online courses and you're still stuck, then you need to make sure that there is enough people out there. There are intuitives, there are life coaches, there are business coaches, you know, and there are very good ones such as myself that go right to the core of your limiting belief and help you pull out because we can't do it alone. That is my biggest thing. I have so many people, I've read this book, I'm still stuck. I've taken this course, I'm still stuck. Well, you still have limiting beliefs that haven't been cleared. And that was what I've been talking about during this whole program is that the subconscious mind is running your conscious world. So take that and how much do you value yourself and do something about it. (laughs) That's what I tell people. That is awesome. And I suppose at terrychristine.com we can find the uh, meditation you were talking about, and that's where people should go. Yeah, just go to my website, terrychristine.com. There's, it's called Theta Stream. It's a 15-minute guided meditation with theta sound. So the sound takes you to the deepest level of the mind so that you can connect deeply and profoundly and get your answers. It is a very profound 15-minute meditation, but so simple and so quick that I get hundreds of thousands of people have already taken advantage of it and are getting amazing results. And it's free. It's free to you. Oh, man, you don't even know what I'm going to be. Yeah, you do. I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going straight there because to find good quality guided meditations out there, it's not an easy thing. 
You can get in a wilderness of weird, weird stuff where people think, well, these are good keywords, so I'm going to make something, and they have no idea really what they're doing, and you can tell. So whenever anybody like you comes up, and it's very rare, that has a free meditation, I am there. I'm so there. I can't wait. I mean, I can. I'm still here. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> so, yeah, I just love, I love that. I, I think that it's really important that, that you talk about that, that amount of time that people are so used to doing everything has to be effort, effort, effort. And they don't trust it. I have often not trusted it when somebody's just told me to sit down and shut up, which is basically what meditation is. Sit down, shut up. Like in your mm-hmm. mind and certainly with your mouth, calm, go deep and all of that stuff. And it's, we've never been told in our lives that we'll get anything that we want by sitting around. Everything about sitting around is like get off the couch, quit playing video games and all these different kinds of negative connotations. And they're only hard work and only sweat and effort will get you what you want. And so when somebody says, sit down, relax, and do nothing for 15 minutes but listen to this thing, and and you will get a result that's positive, I think that's where people have a hard time with meditation. Is that kind of your experience? Absolutely right, because we are trained to work 50 hours, get overtime, and you can buy the nicer car. You know, you, you have to do beyond because everybody else is only going to do enough and you have to go way over and beyond to get what you want. And that is be cocky poo poo. <laughs> because uh, it, it, The reality is when you quiet your mind enough to get those answers and you will hear them when you trust. And I have several people, oh, you know, I just, I can't meditate. Oh, delete, delete, delete. You don't want to meditate. You think that the phone is more important or you can't stop your mind long enough. You know, when I first started this journey, I was a very type A person. I was director of sales, a leader in my industry. And I did not, I'm a single mom with two little children. They were 18 months apart. Can you imagine? And so mm. I had a lot on my hands and I had to make ends meet. But when my spiritual journey happened, they were still pretty little and I got up at 5 a.m. to meditate from 5 to 5.30. And at 5.30, that was when I had to wake them up, get them ready so we could be out the door by 7. So we can all get to school and to work and wherever we needed to be. But I dedicated personal time. So I made it happen. And it took me three months because I never meditated before. I had no idea. I didn't have guidance. I didn't have enough money to pay for all these courses and figure it out. But then I lived in so much lack. But when it came to where I said I wanted more of what I wanted versus what I had. Now, did you get that? I wanted Mm. more of what I wanted versus what I had. So I was very diligent. I was very focused. I'm like, no, I want to get out of this lack. I want more fun and adventure. I want more whatever. And I started with meditation. And I'm not telling everybody has to get up a half an hour before everyone else. But I carved out this time, and the only time I had in my life was a half an hour before I had to get the girls up. So use some time at your lunch. Use some time when you get home before dinner. Use it before you go to work. But do it and get connected. Get your answer, and please live in gratitude. Gratitude of every breath you take and trust your inner knowing. 
There's so many people that say, oh, I felt it and I should have not done it, but I did it anyway, and now I've made a big mistake. Well, you felt it. Why did you not stay with what you felt? So trust your feelings, live in gratitude, clear your mind and meditate, and take guided action. I can't believe our hour is up. You can find out more uh, at terrychristine.com. And anywhere you're listening to this, the link is right below or on the side. Uh, Terry, thank you so much. This has been one of the best ones. I love, love, love today's call. And we'd love, love to have you back because I've got so many more things to ask you. (laughs) When Andrea told me that Terry was going to be on the show today, Jack, I'm like, oh, I'm not going to tell Jack in advance who's going to be here. He is going to have a blast. Thank you. I do. Thank you. Thank you, Gina and Jack. I do these so often. I would love to come back. I have so much to share with the world. So I am very honored and grateful. So thank you. Well, if there's ever anything I can personally do to help you, Terry, just reach out through Andrea. I'd be honored to help. I love what you're doing. Thank you, Gina. And we will be back same time, same place next week. Have a fantastic week, everyone. Tune in next week for another episode of Leverage Masters. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook on our Leverage Blackbook page to keep up with the latest. We'll see you next time on Leverage Masters. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.